the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Oh, 20 KDOW. Always keep your heart locked Don't let your mind read back. Always keep your heart locked Welcome back in. Rob Black and your buddy. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. President Barack Obama is going to meet with Pope Francis today. Talking abortion, gay marriage, wealth inequality. Bank of America settled a long-running lawsuit with Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac for $9.3 billion. That's an interesting one, because typically when I see that, I go, that's the demon known. So I, I don't even care how much they, they settle a lawsuit for. Like, it could be a trillion dollars. Well, not a trillion dollars. So the stock's up on that news, and it's near its 52-week high. It's near its, uh, I guess, three-year high is probably the right way of saying that. 2011, yeah, late 2011, it really started to fall apart. Um, Going back to the charts, it's near its five-year high. It's near its five-year high. But it's really been on a run since late 2012, just a a crazy run. Because we all know the bad news. On this show a couple weeks ago, I talked about a stock that I like enormously and a stock that I recommended to listeners as Go take a look at this one. Um, and I see their stock is putting in a bottom one, two, three, four times at 65. It was a company called State Street Bank. Now, it's only at 67.78, but I think it could have a very similar run um, that Bank of America's had. Now, they're very different banks. Um, State Street, much, much more of a play on the south. So, again, where they call, you ask for a bagel, and they give you a dog, a beagle. Um, big player. South has got, like, a manufacturing play. It's in states, they've got uh, a hotel play, a restaurant play. Like, it's a pretty interesting economy to study, quote-unquote, as a region. So, uh, State Street recently announced a $1.7 billion share repurchase. And they up their dividend to 30 cents from 26 cents, which is still pretty small. Um, but it's getting to a yield that's a little bit more attractive than it should attract investors that think there's an improving economy. Again, that's part of the story, right? Thai satellite spots 300 objects in the search zone for Flight 370. Will this story ever end? Why are we intrigued by this? I don't know. ExxonMobil up 1% as oil climbed to a two-week high on a drop in supplies and concern that the crisis in Ukraine may escalate. I read a report yesterday out of Washington that they think that Russia does have ambitions to expand into Ukraine and other areas. And they thought it was going to be likely. Um, Citigroup dropped 4.8% after its capital plan failed Federal Reserve stress tests. That, to me, is attractive. I kind of like the big company that's been around forever that fails a test. Because in the end, that 4.8% drop is inefficient, and it could create a buying opportunity. I'm not saying that it will, but it could create a buying opportunity. 
GameStop down 8% after forecasting full-year profit trailed analyst expectations. GameStop is a retailer on, on video games. And the thing that I don't like about GameStop, and there's things that I do like and there's things that I don't like, but ultimately what I don't like is the fact that a lot of people are downloading video games and they're not going to the stores anymore. And it's a way of getting it a little bit quicker. And this is kind of interesting because, you know, the, the same debate that we're having with Tesla, should Tesla be allowed to sell their cars straight from the manufacturer? Or should there be a middleman involved who can help you with the process? I don't own a car dealership. If I did, I'd probably be like, hell no, Tesla should be selling straight because I protect the customer. But I don't think any of us feel like when we go to a car dealership that we're protected. I don't. I've got a Volkswagen that has two front lights out that they wanted to charge me $450 to change because they have to take the bumper out off. Does anyone think that two light bulb changes, like how many mice does it take to screw in a light bulb, right? Does anyone think that we're being protected? Again, the manufacturer, I think, gave a, a softball to the, manufa- uh, to the dealerships in that case. Oh, where do I go from here now that all the children are grown up? 800-516-1220, Candy Crush, still on the weaker side. This is going to bottom soon. And King is a company with a crazy market cap for a company that makes one product, but they also make a crazy amount of money off that one product. And companies tend not to go public just to lose money. Companies tend not to go public to come out with horrible news. They tend to come public with a lot of news in the pipeline that's good. Now, they've got three out of the top ten games on Facebook. And I I don't play Facebook games, but I don't know what to say other than that. Um, It's going to get interesting quick here, because if it continues to break down, it's just dilapidated. 800-516-1220 800-516-1220 to get your calls in there. $1 trillion student loan debt widens U.S. wealth gap. There was an article I saw yesterday that was pretty interesting on the inequality tied towards Robert Schiller. And he's basically predicting, we better get ready for more inequality in the next 10 to 20 years. Now, 10 to 20 years goes by pretty darn fast. So please note that. Um, I think inequality is going to continue to pair us all up. Now, he thinks the United States needs to have a plan for it. Because if the, raising the rich on the, ta- on the wealthy doesn't work, what do you do next? And that's a good question. He, Schiller's a smart guy. He's a Yale economist and a little laureate. He said we should start preparing for a day, maybe 10, 20 years in the future, where inequality may be much worse. Best advice I can give you if you have children, start preparing them for some skill sets that are in the future. Get some video games with coding. Don't get video games with violence. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back. It's Rob Black and your mind. Big event tonight, Santa Clara. Sign up at robblack.com. Geico presents Strange Saving Stories. 
Astronomers detected an interstellar transmission. It stated, Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. The implications were staggering. Was the cosmos telling us we could all save hundreds on car insurance with Geico? Or did their radar merely pick up a signal from the nearby Rufus and Clyde's morning show? We may never know. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. If you've got 15 seconds, GEICO could help you be a better driver. The safest place for a child is in the center of the rear seat. Children should never be seated behind an armed airbag in the right front seat. Placing your child and car seat in the center isolates them from potential side impact injuries. Make sure you belt them in properly because our children are the most precious cargo we carry. Keep them safe in the center. Manage your policy, get roadside assistance and more. Just a tap away on GEICO's free mobile app. Welcome in. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial. You're listening to KDOW AM 1220. I do the morning show 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. And during the morning show, you know, my goal is to try to get you motivated, to get you to think about things. Um, why the stock market should go higher. Why the mark, stock market may be heading for a correction. I don't play both sides of the fence, and I don't talk stupid to you. Most people in this industry do. Uh, maybe you're even wondering if now's a good time to buy real estate. There's a commercial that is t- over 12 years old about real estate. And it's basically telling you, listen to my show, watch my show. It doesn't change. And that's, that's crazy to me. That sh- commercial was running when I was at CBS Radio 12 years ago. I knew the person that recorded it. And it goes to show you that people in the financial market... Sometimes don't treat you as smart as you are. With that said, I'll throw out concepts that sometimes don't make the instant connection. For instance, the U.S. has fewest births since 1998 after recession. Okay, the U.S. has fewest births since 1998. Okay, was 1998 incredibly fertile? I don't know. So it's starting to look that way. To me, 1998 was... 14 years, uh, 16 years ago, and to me, it's like Generation X was coming into their own. Now, Generation Y is coming into their own, and they're starting to get on the older side of Generation Y, and like Generation X back in 1998, they were coming into the older end of their spectrum. There's, you know, 16 years ago, if you're 45, you know, what does that make you? 30, 31? You were thinking, you know, I'm not quite ready to have a kid, but I want to have a family, and I'm starting to think about this. I'm not there yet. I want a career first. So generations seem to find themselves in their late 20s, early 30s, um, which is fascinating because, to me, the baby boomers are the biggest sellout generation of all time. But that's a topic for another day. You know, they're peace, love, peace, love. Uh, I want to own a BMW. I want to own a BMW. <laughs> Sell out. Sell out. Um, so the U.S. recorded the most deaths in its history last year and the fewest births. That's the lowest population gain from natural causes in 35 years. Americans are being very cautious about having babies because of what we would recall as the Great Recession. We didn't quite do a depression, but it was a Great Recession in 2008. They're increasingly changing residences. So we're bouncing around from home to home, suggesting greater confidence in the economic recovery as we start to leave mom and dads and get homes of our own, 
as we start leaving the low-rent area for the higher-rent area, the higher-rent area probably has more attractive people, probably has you know a little less crime, probably has a better social scene. Better social scene equals uh, coupling. So the recession's influence on migration, it's starting to wane. It does still have a negative impact on births, as data shows us. So if you're an OBGYN, recessions hurt. I know you're saying that's an odd parallel. I know, right? But if we as a nation return to a more normal fertility rate, i.e. most women want to have 2.3 children, it could boost the economy by spurring demand for new homes and goods ranging from diapers to furniture and cars. Babies make the economy boom. That's why they call them the baby boomers. So... The decline in fertility coincides with our economy is just not that good right now. Start thinking about it. How many people, how many friends do you know in their 30s who haven't made children yet? So urban growth, metropolitan areas with populations of a million or more, grew 1% during 2013. Nations met, and that's, again, it's half the typical growth rate, but it's growing. So it's an odd concept, but as women still have that, and they've had this for, like, I think the study was 60 years, they want 2.3 children on average. I know you're saying, I want 0.3, because then I don't have to do the diapers. I'll take a 16-year-old. No, 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 it doesn't quite work like that. Anyhow, other stories of note, Lululemon in the news, they beat earning expectations. This is a company that's been in peril for... Probably a year now. Let me pull back and take a quick look. Um, Lululemon makes athletic clothes. Very stylish athletic clothes, I should say. Um, So let's go back to... Yeah, it's been about a year. They were hitting all-time highs about 14 months ago. And then they hit all-time highs 10 months ago, but they started to break down about 12 months ago. Um, And today they're having a good day. Will this be their bottom? Will this be the buying opportunity, the next leg up? Namaste. Um, a yoga class, you know, you're in yoga and you're, like, you're up, you're down, you're up, you're down. You're sideways, you're stretching. It's got a very emotional connection for people who are in yoga. So, Lululemon got into a problem about their two sheer pants, which I say it could never be too sheer, but I'm not the typical person. And then they got into a problem with their CEO who couldn't stop, or the chairman, not CEO, the chairman who couldn't stop saying stupid things about like uh, women's body sizes. Like he said something about the size. He said basically the the biggest clothes we have are at the back of the store because we're not trying to market towards them, which is not the coolest thing in the world to say. So they just reported revenue of $521 million, $4 million higher than expectations, 7% increase of the same period last year. That's a pretty good number in an economy that retail, ultimately there's a lot of discretionary dollars that could go in or don't go in. So they feel like they've got a little bit of a humility, and they feel like they've got an emotional connection 
And they sell very, very pricey clothes. But I'll tell you what, they're very stylish clothes. So they refer to their connection with their customers as emotional and magic. That's pretty powerful when you can get that. Uh, so take a look at Lululemon today. And you know, maybe it's something that's attractive for you. Maybe it's not. You know, taking a look at the valuation of the company, which when you look at the chart, I see attractive. When you look at the P.E., I'm like, ooh, that's starting to look expensive. But keep in mind, they've had two or three bad, bad quarters with some charges. Um, so when I'm looking at the Ford, if they can have a couple more revisions, the P.E. is starting to get a little bit more doable. Maybe not for a one-year hold, but maybe for a two-year hold. Price-to-sales ratio is pretty much so in line with where it should be. Anyhow, and anyway, um, I need you to start looking at things from a different angle almost always. It'll help you as an investor. Uh, Big event coming up tonight in Santa Clara. You can sign up right now. Um, I think. I'll have to take a look and see if there's any more space left, but there may be one or two more spaces. Going to be doing a 10 Pillars of Retirement Income Planning Strategy with CFP Chad Burton. And then my part's really about talking dividends. What to look for, what works, what doesn't work, and some of my favorite dividend paying stocks. You can sign up at robblack.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. So some side stories today, just side stories. College seniors are gearing up for recruiting, right? And one thing that colleges are trying to do to help their students is don't put a selfie on LinkedIn. That's a pretty good piece of advice. So they're actually hiring photographers to come in and take headshots of people. Um, I control my image. I'll be flat out and I'll be honest with you. Uh, I was in the doctor's office not too long ago in a kind of compromising situation. And the nurse said, can I take a picture with you? I'm like, yes, just don't post on social media. Uh, I know it's not a top story of the day, but it's a story, right? So I think the top three stories of the day are jobless claims fall to a four-month low. Number of people seeking unemployment benefits fell 10,000 last week to a seasonally adjusted 311,000. That's a good number, and that's supportive of a higher stock market. The economy expands more than previously expected. So we look back at our GDP numbers, and we kind of revise them as more data comes in. To me, that's old news. What's the difference between 2.6% versus 2.4%? It's nice for history books. So I don't really pay that much attention to it. But I think the top and third story of the day is Bank of America is going to pay $9.5 billion to settle Fannie Mae Freddie Mac claims. That's a lot of money. Go right down $9.5 billion. They sold you know, mortgage securities to Fannie and Freddie that they shouldn't have done. They falsely represented the mortgage loans. But it's over. That's it for their major lawsuits. They're now able to focus in on making billions and getting their dividends to increase. That's why that stock goes higher. Let's welcome in CFP Chad Burton. Chad Burton can be found at newfocusfinancial.com. I got an email recently, Chad, 
Uh, 51-year-old guy, no children, $40,000 in his 401k, $80,000 in an IRA account, so $120,000 at age 50, um, emergency count of $20,000, and he wants to know, does he need a CFP? 51 with $120,000. I think that maybe a a career advisor might be a little bit better because you're in a situation where I get those emails a lot too, Rob, and they're like, okay, what what fund should I go in? They give me the... The, the safest growth adjusted return or risk adjusted return for the long run. That's not your situation. Your situation is is you're going to be working until you're 75 years old. So make sure you're in a career that your body can handle until right. you're 75 years old. And that might mean you know instead of taking the next twenty thousand dollars to invest, maybe get some retraining and get some get a career move. I know it. I get emails like that, and I, it's almost insulting to send back an email saying, you don't have enough to retire. You're probably not going to ever retire with the lifestyle that you see in the lifestyle of rich and famous. Get a better career. He's 51, Chad. Yeah. He's been working for 30 years, and now we're telling him to get a job. It's that type of plan B situation where, okay, either it's reverse mortgage time, either it's move out of the state. It could be out of the country. A lot of people are moving out of the country to get cheaper cost of living. I wouldn't mind moving to Thailand and having a little... Thai, thai woman walk on my back every day. There you go. Yeah. A little Thai massage action. <laughs> Let's talk some rules of thumb in retirement. What do we need to know? Um, I think one of the the worst rules of thumb that I see out there is you're going to spend less in retirement. That, that's true in your 70s and 80s. So a lot of people have a rule of thumb that they think they're going to spend less. Yeah. The, the old one was you're only going to need 70% of what you had when you were working in retirement. And the first couple of years, I see people spend more. Because of the vacations, the purchasing of the motor homes, the second homes, uh, going to see the grandkids, that, that type of thing. You're, you're, you're doing the honey-do list and the fix-up of the home, um, or you're doing the, the, the travel bucket list. You know, So you, you might spend a little bit more in retirement. Um, the other one is that tux, taxes will be cut in half in retirement. I'm not seeing that because more and more people are retiring with the bulk of their savings in 401ks. Yeah. So they're they're actually underestimating the taxes in many cases, and, and we're in a situation where, as the economy approve, improves, taxes will probably go up, and some benefits will probably be cut. Gotcha. So I, I would not estimate taxes being cut in half. You do need a very detailed financial plan, and you know, so you know what your taxes are each and every year in your in your retirement income plan. And uh, the biggest one too, or one of the biggest ones, is healthcare is free. You know, I'll admit. At one point in my life when I was younger, I thought seniors got free health care. Yeah. I thought that's what Medicare was. Yeah. I thought we were given free health care to retirees, but it's not. I still talk to a lot of people that don't realize, or nor do they have a plan. They're retiring at 60. They have no idea what they're going to do from 60 to 65 for health care costs. But even after that, if you, you look at what the average person pays over retirement for their Medicare Part B, yeah. uh, which comes right out of their Social Security check, and by the way, if you make a lot of money, You'll yeah. pay twice as much as your neighbor because there's, there's two-year back testing on the income means for, for Medicare. Bitter. Because um, I do make a lot of money. Yeah, kind of a big deal. And, kind of a big deal. And then you – but that's just – you know, you still have huge deductibles on Medicare, so you get a supplemental policy, and then you have policies that cover prescription costs and then copay. So the average person is still going to pay, you know, five to 600 bucks a month minimum on average after they're even on Medicare. Through, and that cost is going up at 5 to 6% a year. You know where the rule of thumb came from? No, actually I don't. It was English law where a man was allowed to beat his wife with a stick so long as it wasn't longer or thicker than his thumb. No, the, the stick couldn't be thicker than his thumb. 
So, wow. He couldn't hit her with a bat, for instance. Um, and the judge basically became known as Judge Thumb. And it was, you know, back in the 1700s, English people had this whole satire thing going on where they'd print newspapers and they'd, you know, turn a whimsical thing into hilarity. Mm-hmm. So, or a bad rhyme. So you were allowed to hit a woman, a wife, with a stick so long as it was no thicker than your thumb. Did an angry wife finally shoot him with a pistol? Is that a good rule? (laughs) No comment. No comment. Just checking. Anything else we need to know? Bad rules of thumb for retirement? Uh, You'll be okay if you draw 4% or less out of of a portfolio that's balanced. You'll be fine. Um, There are situations where if you look at a person that retired in 75... With with that rule, they were fine. But if you reverse the order of the returns in the stock market and the bull market, the bad market came first and the bull market second. Yeah. They ran out of money at age 83. So it, you have to have more a, more of an income strategy than drawing 4% or less out of your portfolio. And the, the other one is you can retire with a million dollars. That's fine if you're 65 and you only want 40,000 a year of adjusted income for inflation. It's not much money. A million dollars doesn't get to what it used to. No, not if you're gonna. You got to figure that you have to have enough to live till you're 100. With that said, that CFP Chad Burton, neither he nor myself endorsed hitting a woman ever with stick or without stick. I need to go on record for that, so don't blame your domestic violence. I heard Rob Black say it was okay. I did not say that. You can find Chad Burton at uh, newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, we do these wealth preservation retirement seminars all the time. You can find out about the one coming up shortly at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. I just checked... uh the web signups for Eventbrite for the seminar tonight with CFP Chad Burton. We got five left, so if you want in, it's your last chance. Uh, you can sign up at robblack.com tonight. I'm going to be talking dividend stocks, dividend stocks that I like, how I find dividend stocks. CFP Chad Burton will be talking the ten pillars of retirement planning. Michelle Lerman, estate planner, will be talking you know the top mistakes that new laws are forcing us into making and. You don't want to make those because this is your money, your wealth, your retirement. We'll take a break here. Be right back. Meant at no charge, thirteen hundred dollars. And the ad council. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome back in, Rob Black. And your money, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Tonight, doing an event in Santa Clara at the Marriott. It's tied towards wealth preservation, retirement income, dividend, achieving stocks, which could be a big part of income in retirement. That's what I'll be covering. But Michelle Lerman is joining us now to talk a little bit about estate planning, five critical facts that you should know. How are you, Michelle? I'm good. How are you? I think you're well. Good. is that the grammatically correct way of saying it? I'm good or I'm well? Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> both I'm, a, I'm an estate planning lawyer. Don't we won't discuss grammar. <laughs> it's been a while, huh? Yeah. 
So since you had the grammar police on you. Exactly. Anyhow, and anyway, um, so five critical facts that you should know about estate planning. What's this topic all about? Well, the this up market, which is really great news that asset values have gone up so much. Stock market has gone up since the lows of uh, 2008. Real estate is improving. And it means that we have more assets to plan and that if we don't do it the right way, our family is going to be the one to suffer. So we're going to go through really critical, practical information, five critical facts that you just don't want to miss. So... I got an email from someone yesterday that, you know, he's got a good half a million dollars. He's in his early 40s, him and his wife. They own a piece of property that's almost paid off. And he said, do I need a trust or will a simple will do? I'm like, dude, you're 45 years from death. Go with a trust because your wealth is likely to increase at this point in, in your life. Uh, is he make, would he be making a mistake by going with like a NOLO software versus an estate planning attorney? Absolutely, because it, with an estate of 500000 he doesn't have an estate tax problem, but he might want some protection. And you have to be very careful about how you draft that, because now with the surcharge, income taxes are going up. And if you don't plan an estate right, you're going to increase income tax. And a lot of people think that they have only two choices. And that's what a typical form estate plan is going to give you, two choices. Okay. And actually, there's a third choice that we're going to discuss tonight that's going to give protection because, you know, he worked hard for that money that he's accumulated, and he's likely going to accumulate more. So we want to give it protection, but we would be, certainly don't need to do any fancy planning that would increase income tax. So in his scenario, and he's not wealthy now, but he's likely to grow into wealth, and I think that's a California kind of like, aren't we all in that scenario? Because if you own real estate, it seems to do well over 20, 30, 40 years. Uh, is that something that he should be taking, you know, is that something our audience who's 40 years old who owns a piece of property should be taking into account that we may live till 80? Right. Absolutely. And we never know. On the other hand, if we're really going to live till 80 or not. And right. so that's why you're never too young to, to do estate planning, but you might be too old. A lot of my clients are in their 30s and 40s, and if someone owns a piece of real property, absolutely that should be in a trust. And I could go on and on with the stories of clients who didn't do that, and the property doesn't go to where they wanted it to go to, and it takes a long time to get it to the family, uh, and it's very expensive. Um, so absolutely, they need to be thinking about their assets growing, and they need to be planning now, and most likely, if you own real property, get it into a living trust. Not hard to do. Talking with Michelle Lerman, estate plan attorney, who's going to join me tonight in Santa Clara. I, I brought up the idea that I got an email from a guy yesterday, 40, just early 40s. He had half a million dollars plus a house, two kids. Um, and I, he was asking me the question of, should I go with an estate planning attorney or should I go with much cheaper software? And I said, go with the attorney. And one of the reasons I told him was, you and your wife are happy now, but 60% of marriages end in divorce and that's the kids. Uh, talk a little bit about that for me, Michelle. Right. So when we leave assets to children, if we leave it, one of the biggest problems I see is that people leave a plan for children and they say they get it when they're a certain age, say 25. 
Yep. And that kind of a plan, if your kids then get get married and then get divorced, you're just exposing all of your assets to that potentially ex-spouse. Or if someone gets sued, people say, oh, no one's going to sue me. But I recently had a friend who was driving, and there was a pedestrian just shot across the street. And she hit the pedestrian, and they sued for more than the insurance that they had. So people can't just rely on insurance. Estate planning can actually protect assets, whether it's from a lawsuit or protect assets for your children if they should marry. You certainly don't want to be giving your assets to a creditor of your child or to an ex-spouse of your child. But with the right plan, you can avoid that. Typically what we would do is keep assets in a trust, in an ongoing trust for the benefit of children, but there are certain provisions we would want to include by making it a fully discretionary trust. That's what really provides better asset protection for children. It's interesting that you brought up the spouse angle for your children, and most of us never think about children being grown up and getting married and getting divorced. Uh, and you're actually doing the, your children a favor because then they don't have to have the conversation of, you know, where does the, the money go to? Because it's exactly. already legally legally yeah. decided by Michelle Lerman. Exactly. Exactly. So what else? What else do we need to know, Michelle, about what you're going to be talking about tonight? The other huge topic right now is that current estate planning for married couples, if you have a plan that you created before the last Taxpayer Relief Act, you might actually be increasing taxes. And that's really something to think about. Wow, you could have an estate plan that actually increases taxes. And most of the married couples out there, they really don't know what they need to do. So we're going to tell them exactly what they need to do, and we're going to talk about two different types of trust. One I call the I love you trust, and the other has certain protections in it. Uh, and we're going to talk about how to properly plan for married couples so that you don't have a plan that increases taxes. It's probably the last thing you want to have a plan for, right? I hear you. Um, okay, Michelle, I guess I'll see you tonight. Great. Thanks. See you then. It's Michelle Lerman. You can find her at LermanLaw.com. She's a great estate planning attorney. Really gets to know your issues. Again, this is in California. If you own a home, I think you need to trust. Period. Uh, if you've gotten into lucky real estate, i.e., you feel like, man, did I get in at the right time, you absolutely need an uh, estate uh, planning document tied towards you know, how that decision of that future property is going to be made. Uh, for instance, and let me just give you my own opinion, uh, I have a trust tied towards the idea that I, I own some real estate in California. And I feel that my mortgage rate is probably the most powerful part about it. I got an incredibly low mortgage rate. It's locked in. I would prefer that that stays in, you know, my heirs' families for, you know, perpetual. Because I don't think, and again, Google and Facebook are investing in the future. And that makes me feel a little bit more confident that real estate will stay ridiculous in the Bay Area, which I think it is ridiculous. In higher interest rates, we'll find that real estate values come down. But how much? I don't know. In higher interest rate environments, people will have to rent because they won't be able to afford to buy. And thus, you will have a piece of property that has an incredibly low mortgage rate tied towards it, and you could rent it for life. Um, and again, maybe that's not what you want. 
Maybe the return on investment isn't that good. Maybe you start going, well, you have a million-dollar home, and higher interest rates knock it down to an $800,000 home, and I can rent it for $4,000 you know, a month, do the math, that's 40000 a year on a million-dollar asset. You know, I could probably get something similar to that in the bond market or the stock market. You're certainly going to have dilemmas in your lifetime. But one of the things you could do, in my opinion, is set up a trust to protect your family. Um, again, you get a child come over to your house and your, your son's best friend comes over and gets bit by a dog. They can get your house. They can get your retirement. They can get your savings. You get a kid in the neighborhood coming over and getting your kid's jumpy house or playing rough on the couch and bumps his head. You're probably going to get sued. And that's the most unfortunate thing I could say out loud, but it's also probably true. Uh, tragic as it may be, be careful. Um, and under know that, and understand that there's things that you can do to protect your wealth. And to me, the interesting thing about that email from yesterday, and you can email me rob at robblack.com, is that this guy was in his young 40s, and he probably doesn't think of himself as wealthy. $500,000 in 401k plus a home in the Bay Area that he owns with his wife, and they're struggling you know, to make ends meet. But he would be a king in Iowa. He would be a lord in Louisiana with those kinds of assets. Um, you can literally buy a mansion for what the middle class live in in the Bay Area. You could literally buy a mansion in the world outside of the Bay Area. Now, again, not Connecticut, sure. There's some areas that you're not going to be able to pull it off. Not New York City, get it. Probably not Chicago. But you see where I'm coming from. 800-516-1220. 800-516-1220. You can sign up for the event tonight at robblack.com. There's just a couple more seats. And there's, please, no walk-ins. And please, don't bring food to an event and eat in front of other people. It's disgusting and no one, no one likes it. Thanks for listening. It's Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Don't forget to listen to the CFP Chad Burton Show every day and tell friends about it from 1 to 2. I think he does a much, I think he does the best show in financial radio. I think I do the best possible morning drive show uh, with very limited resources, but I'm giving you years and years of experience and insight while trying to make it entertaining. For instance, Brookstone is preparing for to file for bankruptcy. Brookstone is that retailer that sells consumer gadgets, ranging from travel electronics, massage chairs, to iPhone chargers. Um, mall traffic is down. And Howard Schultz said it from Starbucks. Mall traffic is down. So he would know. Because when you go to a Brookstone for whatever reason, or you go to a JCPenney's for whatever reason, you say, oh, there's Starbucks. I need some caffeine. 
Now, the fact that they sell, in my opinion, product that we don't really need tells me as a retailer, I'm not interested. Spencer's, who kind of did a gag gift store on the East Coast, I don't even know if they ever made it to the West Coast. I grew up on the East Coast in various locations and overseas. But Spencer's would be like the store that every 8-year-old kid would want to go in because they had some risque stuff in there as well as some pretty cool masks and Halloween ideas, magic cards. I know you're saying, like, why is that store even brought up in this conversation? Because they're going to buy them out of bankruptcy. But the bigger story there is the story inside the story is that mall traffic's down. So the next time you get that idea that I'm going to invest in XYZ, if it's in the mall, say, can they continue to survive and thrive? I think that's important. Target and Visa say fraud was limited in the wake of the data breach. They're basically in front of Congress at this point in time, talking about fraudulent activity on cards after that massive data breach over the holidays. Comments, you know, from lawmakers gave them criticism. But do you know who could change credit card laws? Do you know who could change uh, privacy laws? Congress. They're the biggest hypocrites. And again, I'm not getting into, into... I'm not getting into a debate here on anything tied towards uh, Republican or Democrats. But the people that could have protected you was Congress. And now that you got breached, they're going, shame on you, Target. Shame on you, Visa. Um, Vote Rob Black for President of the United States. They're going to all use this shame on you conversations that they have to basically uh, run in re-election ads. As I get older, I'm really starting to think that Congress should be one term and you're done. Everything should be one term and done. Because it seems to me that there's just this massive lobbyist group to help them get reelected, and people get addicted to that. I mean, just pay attention to stories, right? Citigroup is wildly interesting to me because they failed the stress test. I know you're saying, I thought you would like companies to pass the stress test. So our government's got this test on banks, like, what would happen if unemployment was at 7 to 8, 9, 10%? How much cash could you have on hand? if you had loans that were failing. And, and I get the reason that they, they do it. And, you know, this is a big kind of reaction to um, the financial crisis where banks failed because they could have passed the stress test, a worst-case scenario of mortgage loan defaults tied towards uh, securities top, that got mortgage loans thrown in them. So Citigroup's down 5% today. And I love the idea of buying it. I won't buy it today because I legally just talked about, I've talked about it, and legally I can't buy it now for three A's. But I like buying stocks when they don't have good news. Do I think Citigroup will be in business the day I die? I do. Do I think they'll bounce back from this? I do. I think you're getting a discount today because of the headline news. And again, I'm not telling you to go out and buy it. I'm saying it's intriguing to me. Um... Again, I've kind of got a bias for regional banks and and national banks. Um, I think if you invest in them in your lifetime, you'll do very, very, very well. I think if you invest in them for a year or a month, who knows? I mean, seriously, who knows? So you need to be a little bit on the cautious side there in the short term. In the long term, I think that's a different game. So there's stimulus on – no, no, no. There's buzz on worldwide stimulus from Asia and Europe. 
We're getting into earnings season. I think that's important to note, and I, I, I will pay attention, very close attention. King Digital Entertainment, who makes Candy Crush, dropped 15% on its first day. Today, they were a little bit weaker. There was a lot of hype about a one-game pony. Uh, one-game pony, one-game one trick, one-trick pony game. Um, the biotech stocks are very interesting because they've had a crazy run up 100% in roughly 14 months. So they're going to give some of it back. It's normal and healthy. So the stress test told us two things on banks. One about Citigroup. Citigroup saw its plan to boost its buyback activity and dividend payment get rejected. But also 25 of the 30 institutions it reviewed passed on dividend recaptured ideas. Bank of America put behind them their lawsuit with Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, $9.3 billion. Ouch! For settlement. Ouch! And I think that stock is interesting because now they can focus not on how much they're spending on attorneys, but how much they can get from you. What fees can they charge you? So I like that stock for the long-term patient investor. I'm going to be talking about stocks that I like tonight in Santa Clara at the Marriott. Room's almost full. You can check it out at robblack.com. We can talk about stocks and dividends that I like and why. Don't be shy. 800-516-1220. Sign up for the event at robblack.com. Follow me on YouTube, Rob Black Show. Follow me on Twitter, Rob Black Show. Follow me on Facebook, Cron4, Rob Black. We'll take a break here. We'll be back. Have a good day. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his... Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.